When Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, they thought, why stop there? Why not create other exciting and unexpected combinations like rainbows and ropes or fruity and gummy or chewy and more chewy? That's why they created fun treats like Sweet Tarts Twisted Rainbow Ropes, Gummies Fruity Splits, and Chewy Fusions. When you dare to combine, it's sure to blow your mind. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. Visit SweetTartsCandy.com to shop now. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Olive Podcast. Each week we ask our favorite chefs, cookie writers, and characters from the food scene to reveal their top three cooking cheats, hacks, and shortcuts to help make your time in the kitchen truly effortless. Okay, I'm back with Tim Anderson. And in the main episode this week, we talked all about Japanese kombini. Now he's going to give us his top three tip hacks and cheats. What have you got for us, Tim? So the first one is, uh, you know, everybody loves a Japanese sando, a tonkatsu sandwich or tuna mayo or... Uh, well, that's not Japanese, but you know, <laughs> the the nice white bread Japanese kombini sandwiches, yeah. um, and people uh, get very f- they f- they fuss over the bread a lot. Yeah, and and they're they're you know if you l- use the shokupan recipe in the book or or any kind of good Japanese bread recipe, um, it will make a, a really good sandwich bread. But uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, Japanese sandwich bread is not that different from like a decent. Or not even that decent, but just a plain kind of off-the-shelf white bread. Okay. So if you want a Japanese sando, don't feel like you have to bust out the mixer and make a yudane and make shokupan. Like, ordinary, plain, spongy, supermarket white yeah. bread will do. Mm. But cut the crust off. Yeah. Make and it nice. <laughs> thick, thick sliced, I guess, as well. Even – Really? Not necessarily. Okay. Depends on the filling. If you have something big and chunky like and juicy like a tonkatsu – Yeah. Um, Yes, go for a, a, a substantial slice. <laughs> but if it's something more delicate, you know, egg yeah. mayo or, you know, ham and cheese or whatever, then the thin slices are fine. Brilliant. And what's next? If you want to have Japanese meals on a regular basis, then uh, embrace shop-bought <laughs> dressings and condiments. Um, it's an easy win because so much Japanese food and cooking mm. is about it, it the cooking process is simple yeah. it, it's it's uh, simmering it's poaching it's it's pan frying there's uh it, it's really really simple cooking but it's all about then the sauce and the dressing okay. um so things to stock up on would be like sesame dressing i should caveat this every every sauce that you make yourself at home well not every sauce most of these will be better if you do make them yourself yeah um, like making your own sesame dressing where you really toast the the, the seeds well and, and grind them yourself is, is delicious. But like a bottled sesame dressing is absolutely delicious as well. Goes with just about everything. Yeah. Same goes for ponzu, tsuyu, uh, you know, curry roux again, kupi mayo, tonkatsu sauce. All these yeah. things are like great shortcuts to making delicious Japanese dishes um, because, again, like – you want to make like uh, – let's say you've got some broccoli. All you have to do is steam that broccoli and add a sesame dressing yeah. and you've got uh, – you know, you've got broccoli goma ai. You've yep. got a delicious, versatile Japanese side dish. Great. And what's the next one? Um, so onigiri are one of my favorite things from the kombini and one of my favorite things generally, rice <laughs> balls. Um, but they're fiddly to make and they take – uh, t- practice and they take time. So I would also say it's okay to cheat here <laughs> and buy an onigiri mold. I have one that I got on eBay that makes six onigiris at once. Oh, okay. <laughs> you pack the rice and you add the fillings and more rice than you 
clamp this thing on top and it okay. presses it together. Um, but you can go out individual ones. Or if you don't want to invest in that kind of kit, uh, use cling film. Mm. Um, it just makes the process a lot easier, uh, cleaner, because your hands get sticky and, and they become it becomes difficult to work with uh, the rice uh, if you get too much of that in your hands. Um, so just simplify the process. If you want to use cling film, lay out a square of it, put the rice down in, in sort of a, a disc, yeah. add the filling in the middle, bundle up the cling film, um, wrap it around, and then you can form the onigiri in your hands with the cling film on the yeah. outside and unwrap it. Yeah. It keeps your hands clean. It makes it a lot simpler. Great. And you were going to do some housekeeping about rice, weren't you? Yes. And how to How to treat it, how to <laughs> heat it. <laughs> so there is a, a common misconception in this country that you should not reheat rice, that it is somehow dangerous. That is not true. <laughs> um, this comes from, uh, th there's some uh, basis for this fear, and that's that if you have leftover rice and you leave it out at room temperature for too long, it can uh, it can grow a bacteria called Bacillus cereus, which is quite dangerous because it does not then die if you reheat it, even right. above boiling temperatures. Okay. It's a very resilient uh, bacteria. Um, but that isn't a risk if you put the rice away in the fridge right. <laughs> in, in a reasonable amount of time. Um, so, and, and then it reheats beautifully, yeah. actually. And and uh, by the way, if you have a rice cooker and it has a keep warm function, yeah. then you can keep rice in there. And that's that. those are designed to keep it at a temperature. Safe of, temperature. Yeah, safe yeah. temperature. So I don't use that that much because it tends to dry the rice out oh, okay. after a few hours. Um, but you can do that. If you wish, but if not, then just get it out of the cooker, out of the pan um, as soon as it's done cooking, basically. Yeah. Put it in a shallow tray or a plate or a container, open, uncovered. Let it cool to room temperature. It won't take long. And then into the fridge in yeah. a container, um, lid on, and let it chill completely. Yeah. And it'll last for three or four days, maybe longer. You can also, um, if I'm if I'm really, like, on top of things <laughs> and organized, I will wrap up the rice or pack it in individual portions yeah. so that then those can be reheated in the microwave um, from frozen or, or, yeah. or chilled. Because you can freeze it. It's great for exactly. frozen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it, it doesn't um, – like it, it, it gets a little bit dry, but generally the quality yeah, of reheated rice is still good. Yeah, right. and, and honestly, totally safe as long as you're not – frankly, kind of stupid and just leave, like, <laughs> you shouldn't leave any food out at room temperature. Like, For ages. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> Put it in the fridge, just like you would yeah. with anything, basically. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. Reheat your rice, please. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant tips. Thanks for those, Tim. No problem. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.